Ulterior. Imagine if Artisan got a low tape of fade. Man, that fucking video pops me every time I see it. Shout out Ninja, you're a real one. And this is actually a great segue. Shout out Ninja's Detroit Lions because they advanced to the NFC Championship game. They're going to be playing the Niners this coming Sunday. Uh, over in the AFC, the Ravens and the Chiefs are the ones who advance. So they have their game happening in the afternoon on, on Sunday. Um, at this stage, man, I'm okay with any winner for the Super Bowl outside of the Chiefs. And that's not on some Taylor Swift shit. It's on some Patrick Mahomes leave me and my family alone type shit. You feel me? But anywho, that's what happened this past weekend in sports, and next week we will reconvene and go over whatever we need to in regards to the official Super Bowl, Super Bowl matchup. I can't fucking talk, man. Super Bowl matchup, and whatever my thoughts on that will be, whatever they turn out to be. Anyways, what about the music? The whole fucking reason that you guys are here, the whole reason I am here, what is happening this week in the scene, or rather what happened last week, because my ass can never do these episodes on time. We got brand new singles by the likes of Yours Truly, The Plot in You, Landmarks, Invent Anime, and a couple of others I want to mention, and then brand new records by December, House Parties, and Neck Deep. Thank you so much, thank you for tapping in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And now we move ahead and forward into the singles for last week, and the first one up was my favorite of this bunch, and that is the new single by yours truly, it is Call My Name. I have been so into the rise of yours truly over the last couple years. I've said before on the show that their debut album back from 2020, Self Care, I wasn't super high into it. I didn't think it was the best possible showcase for the band's abilities and talent. But when you got into the 2022 EP, Is This What I Look Like? That is where the turnaround happened. That is where I felt like every little piece of yours truly identity started to come together. And now off of this song, Call My Name, we're only getting to see the extension of it. And it feels like they're only scratching the surface at what it is they can actually do and just how far they can advance their sound and advance the scene altogether. I think you listen to this chorus and there is no way for it not to get stuck in your head. There is no way for this very infected piece of music to not have some kind of an effect on you. I think the way that Michaela emphasizes her voice and that stretch where she says, call my name and kind of like, you know, enunciates the word name to a very high extent. That is just one of the most fulfilling moments in the band's entire discography. I think if they build off of this sound and momentum, there's no telling what yours truly can achieve. And also there's no stopping them either. We got some exciting news in the camp of the plot in you, and to introduce that news, here is the brand new single, Closure. Sleepless nights, it's a goddamn shame. I guess I'm here to say I need some closure. Not enough to bring me back or get closer. Cause I don't think I could feel that I need closure. 
there is something to the range and the abilities of everybody in the plot in you that should never go unnoticed because what this band can do at just a snap of a finger is definitely remarkable because you can have a song like Forgotten or Left Behind and then months later Closure which has a lot of the same emotion as those tracks but it's done in a way where there's like a lot of like dance sensibility and rhythmic sensibility to this track. It feels very like R&B driven in a lot of areas. Like this actually could have been a solo landed tour song, but it just happens to be done in the cadence of the plot in you. And I think Closure having that kind of an identity is only going to help add to what I said about the range and the versatility of the plot in you as they explore a couple of EPs this year. And Closure being the song that we get to really like emphasize that, I think that's that's a big ass W for this band and it's a W for the scene overall and even better a W for all of us fans who just marvel at every step of the way for the plot in you. Like it's just so easy to hear the song and you know feel like dancing along to it and crying at the same time and that's the power of the plot in you. That is the impact of them and I hope everybody just gets to you know cherish this band while we have them because they are definitely one of the absolute best and most special ones that we have today. Invent Anime put out a new single, it is Sleepless Deathbed. We're not even one year removed from the release of the album Heavener, and Invent Animate has already been treating all of us to some of the best material of their careers, not just the title track Heavener, but also now Sleepless Deathbed, and I hear the song and I just feel like there is no end whatsoever to the range of Invent Animate and just how they can balance the heavier and brutal ends of metalcore and the very somber and beautiful nature of the genre at the same time. I think Marcus Vick has some of the like widest array of talents that you can find in any vocals right now just how fluidly he can transition from you know whispering to the listener and kind of serenading them and then screaming his lungs out at the same time and in the same breath he is remarkable in every sense of the word imagine using this guy's face as the poster child for your argument about why metalcore can be stagnant but I digress because I feel like every fan of Invent Anime understands just how good this band is. And like I've been saying all along, they are just truly, in my mind, one of the pillars of metalcore and one of the bands in the genre who everybody should be championing, everybody should be going out of their way to support, and everybody should be proud of. Landmarks reemerged last week and just delivered a fucking punch to the jaw of metalcore, and that was on the new single Creature. You know what, man? I hardly ever have any real chances on this show to gush over landmarks, so I'm going to make the most of this opportunity right now and say that I think landmarks are continuously proving themselves whenever they have that chance to do so as one of the most remarkable and outstanding metalcore bands who really feel like they have yet to get their flowers from the scene overall. Uh, I really adore the intro to Creatures and how you kind of have Flo doing like the rapping bit that he sometimes does 
and then how that transitions just so effortlessly into the rest of the band coming in. I think when Creature gets heavy, it is just fucking gnarly. When it simmers down and you hear that really like beautiful melodic chorus, that's where the song kind of extends itself to a new level and a new branch. And that's something that landmarks consistently do. They always outperform whatever they did previously. They're always outdoing themselves. That's what I mean when I say that they are really remarkable in that sense. Uh, being able to see them live as part of Metalcore Dropouts was like additionally eye-opening to the overall sheer brilliance of the band. And yeah, just whenever you guys get the chance to listen to landmarks or see them or whatever it might be, take it, man, because landmarks are fucking amazing. The final single that I want to get into for the episode is by one of the most celebrated and decorated artists in the history of Alterior's lore, and that is Maggie Lineman and her new single, Hostage. And the reason why Maggie is one of the most decorated artists for Ulterior, like I just mentioned right now, is because of her range and the versatility behind this woman's artistic expression. And to be able to have songs from her that range from like pop punk to alt rock, and then now with Hostage, a song that I, I would say it exists in both of those areas, but it also embraces a dark pop based nature to Maggie's sound that whenever she does explore this kind of a pathway for her music, it is just really, really cool to see and awe inspiring at the same time. I love the imagery and the aesthetics attached to Hostage. I think this is the kind of a song that Maggie can do a lot off of this year in terms of building from this sound up and, you know, just, just really seeing like where she takes this year for her career because I feel like this could be one of the biggest years for her, if not the biggest so far. And as I do every week, here are the remaining singles from last week that I gave either a 4 or a 5 to in the reviews on social media. Weeping Season by All the Pretty Things. A Dozen Roses by Amaria Elfiki. Open Letter by As We Stray. Makeup by Cohen Noise. I Lost You by Dispositions. Moonless Glow by Dispositions. Losing My Grip by Anishikari featuring Jason Allen Butler. Cry Baby by Galleons featuring Idola. Paragon of Purity by Ingested, Sabretooth by Lost and Separation, Breakers by Makari, Future Proof by Many Eyes, Hive Mind by Of Sulfur featuring Mental Cruelty, Operator by Profiler, Keep It to Yourself by Rarity, OK by Rarity, Vertigo by Siamese, Grey by Taylor Acorn, Decade by Villain of the Story, and For No One Else to See by Wilt Wither. So no single got below a four. I would say this might be my favorite week for singles so far this year. Just really successful outing by everybody. I thoroughly enjoyed what I got to hear out of all these bands. So shout out to them and shout out to everybody running up their numbers. And so with the singles out the way, we now get into the records for the episode. We got three this week, two EPs and one album. So we'll see what direction this review stretch takes because I definitely have quite a bit of things on my mind, quite a bit of things to say in regards to all three of these releases. I'll stop being cryptic and just get into the fucking thing now. 
the brand new EP by December. It is called The Words I Wish I Said. So I start off this review by saying that I'm very well aware that a lot of you guys, if not all of you, probably have not heard of this band December before. And that's 100% fine because I, at one point, didn't know who they were either. And my story of discovering them, it kind of is like a really big part of the history of Ulterior, and I'll explain briefly what it is that I even mean and why I'm waffling about this shit. Um, so I've mentioned before on the show uh, that when Ulterior started, it wasn't actually meant to be a podcast or like a social media based thing. It was supposed to be a website where I would post written reviews of everything from the scene that interested me or excited me or whatever happened. And I quickly discovered that I kind of, or for the sake of like having uh stuff to talk about or write about at that time, I really needed to go out of my way and find new artists. You know, I couldn't just talk about the same bands over and over again. I would never have been fulfilled that way. I would have never felt like I was really doing much work or at least work that I enjoyed doing per se. And three years ago, around this exact time in January of 2021, when the website Ulterior started, I was looking for new music and I looked at the Dreambound channel on YouTube and they posted the first single for this EP, which was In Waiting. And I remember hearing it and just being fucking floored by the beauty that this song had and how that beauty was kind of masked by this very like ominous spoken word sounding hardcore song. And it just really hit me right there and then, like, this whole endeavor that I'm trying to do with Ulterior, it could lead to moments like this where I discover a, a really sick band with a really sick single that I wouldn't have known about otherwise. And in turn, I get to share this music with you guys and I get to spread the word per se and I get to talk about something that really invigorates me. And in this case, that invigoration came from hearing In Waiting. And after hearing In Waiting, I understood like, this is going to be one of the most exciting parts of Ulterior, getting to find new music. And I really do believe December was kind of the launching point for me to really discover that, if that makes any sense. And what's kind of crazy is that even three years ago, the EP was named. It always had the labeling of the words I wish I said. And I believe there was like some kind of a written statement by December saying that they didn't know for sure when the EP would be released, when it would come out, but they wanted to go ahead and put out In Waiting to kind of signify the start of this chapter of their careers. And again, even if they didn't know exactly what the time frame or the window of a release looked like for the words I wish I said, they still had this eagerness to put this material out there, and I commend them for that. I think that is the marking of a hardworking band and a band who knows their work ethic, and beyond that, knowing how talented they actually are, because they put out In Waiting, and like I said, it was just 
the perfect way to get somebody like myself, you know, really uh, anticipatory of what was going to come from them in the coming years. Uh, last year or, or two years ago now in 2022, they had the next single, which was Wilted and Wilted made it into top 100 songs that year because I felt like it, it did a really, really good job at kind of taking the, uh, like the ideas and the concepts of In Waiting and giving it this bit of amplification. Like the song just sounds a little bit heavier. It sounds a little bit more streamlined. And that was another moment where I really got to see for myself just the like the amount of potential and promise that you can find within December right now. And just to keep it a stack with you guys, I didn't know this EP was even coming out last week. I looked at the What's New section on Spotify and I saw this EP laid out and I thought like, oh shit, is this a new single by the band? And then I opened it up and I'm like, holy fuck, it's the full record. Like this is the EP that I had been waiting three years for and I was just so ready to dive into it. And after doing so, that three year waiting period was more than worth it to get to hear this EP in full. Much of what I've been saying about the sound of December, like ominous, brooding, beautiful, all of that is spread all throughout the opening song, Hospice, and I feel like that track, it kind of serves, or like it's meant to serve as an intro more than anything else, but it has every bit of layer and identity that December have, you know, infiltrated the scene with, and I hear that song, and I'm like... If I was going into this EP blind to December, I would hear that track and have no fucking idea what was about to happen. I would be so taken aback and maybe also frightened by the vocal tone and how it's like, it's spoken word, but not soft spoken at all. Like these are some like really like anguish filled screams like this sounds like something that you know I should not be hearing it's like opening the diary of somebody and I'm getting this glimpse into their personal life and personal space that none of us really have that kind of insight for but we do because December allowed themselves to be vulnerable and to be the exact kinds of musicians and craftsmen that they needed to be to make this EP what it is and as successful as I believe it can be. And then I look at the other new songs on this EP and one that stands out to me immediately is Heaven Sent. And even if Heaven Sent is meant to be an interlude in between In Waiting and Compassion, it is one of the most like rewarding pieces of music I've been able to hear recently. I hear that song and it just feels like heaven and hell both opening up at the same time and I am being pulled into both directions and I don't know which way I want to go. Do I want to embrace the light or do I want to consume the darkness? But no matter which decision I make, the next two songs, Compassion and Residual, they're going to drag me through both areas no matter what. Those songs are just that impactful and that powerful. And I don't want to go too much into detail as to not spoil what happens in these songs for you guys. And I say that because, like I said earlier, I would imagine you all listening right now, you've never heard this band before. You don't have that insight or knowledge into December. But I am telling all of you right now that if you want an EP 
that is going to stick with you and you will feel some type of way one way or the other about then this is an EP that you need to get into this is a band who you need to give that attention to um I feel like one really good way to kind of uh, summarize the overall mission statement of this EP would be what is written down right now in the Spotify bio for December and it reads as this we understand death only after it's placed its hands on someone we once loved. Think about the gravity of a statement like that, and that is exactly what December sounds like. I waited three years for this EP. I was not let down whatsoever. If anything, my expectations were somehow exceeded. Please, please find the time if you guys can to check out the words I wish I said because this EP is genuinely something really, really remarkable. Let's take a second to talk about House Parties and their new EP, Side Effects. And again, another great example of me having the opportunity to discover a new band and share it with you guys. And, you know, maybe House Parties ends up resonating with you all the same way that they did for me. I hadn't heard of House Parties prior to the release of Brain Did, which was the lead single for this EP. And seeing Equal Vision be the ones to promote the release, that meant something to me because I feel like Equal Vision... They uh, do a great job at kind of, you know, um, giving exposure or at least starting the pathway for exposure to bands like House Parties. I remember a couple years ago when they did it with Sharia Moore and they ended up becoming one of my favorite bands in the world. And I don't deny the possibility of the same trajectory following House Parties here. And, and to kind of keep mentioning Brain Dead because I just mentioned it right now as the lead single for Side Effects, when I heard Brain Dead, a couple months ago in fall 2023. It felt like I was like unraveling something that I had been looking for the entire time, but maybe never realized that I was looking for it. You know, if that makes any sense. Brain Dead, like it's a pop punk based song, but the energy and the drive and the passion behind that song, I would say it elevates it beyond just one label or one little box that somebody could try to put it in. Brain Dead just has a lot of um, like a vibrancy to it and it just felt so larger than life and it was the absolute perfect way for somebody like myself to be introduced to house parties it made it in top 100 songs for 2023 i don't regret that at all i think brain dead belongs in that conversation and then i turned to a song like get a grip and the way that that track balances this very emotional stylistic theme to its lyricism with a very upbeat and just overall catchy and infectious sounding rhythm i think that's a big part of the charm that i was able to identify with house parties and this ep it reminds me a lot of what honey revenge managed to do off of retrovision last year and kind of what i mentioned about the lyrics being like very dark but at the same time the music just kind of getting you like amped and excited for what's to come um, I, I look at that first verse for Get a Grip, and I feel like that spells out everything that I need to know about this track and the approach that House Parties took to making this what it is. 
I'm a burnt out burden and destroyed all of my plans, never cared about what you think of me, majored in self-sabotage, spent time fixing the plot, seeing clear, but I forgot to blink. I think Midlife Crisis does a outstanding job at keeping that energy going and that flow very prevalent in the bloodstream of side effects. And then when you get to the closing song, Waterworks, you can tell that the band really put in this effort to kind of scale things back and test themselves by putting out a song as part of Side Effects that is a little bit slower in its, uh, like its style, but you still have every bit of character, every bit of perseverance that makes Side Effects what it is. And even though it's only four songs long, I feel like off of these four songs, I have as clear of a vision for house parties as I needed. And that vision says that if this band can stay the course and can, you know, really hit with the audience and get on some tour packages and promote themselves very well, I don't know what the future could possibly not entail for house parties. This band has all of the tools to succeed, and I really, really, really want them to make that happen. And for the final record of the episode, it is the brand new self-titled album by Neck Deep. Okay, so, um, let me see. I've spent the last few days trying to piece into my brain how I want to approach this review and what I even want to say and how I want to say it. Because a lot of my viewpoints on this record by Neck Deep, they will come across as vitriolic towards the band. And that is 100% not what I'm trying to do. I'm not here to disparage the name of Neck Deep or drag any of the members through the mud per se. I have a lot of love for Neck Deep. Like, the last three records by Neck Deep, all the way from Life's Not To Get You, and then into The Peace and the Panic, and then All Distortions Are Intentional, one of the most remarkable three album stretches of the last couple years in my mind. I felt like with those three albums, we got to see Neck Deep not just be a pop-punk band, but be a pop-punk band that could very much so, like transform the genre in a lot of ways and be leaders in that regard and be the ones who not only set the direction for pop punk but become the direction themselves and a lot of that had to do with just how those albums they weren't just pop punk like a, a lot of the songs on there they channeled so much range and bite per se like i hear a song like serpent and just the atmosphere that that song sets for itself, the aura that it contains. I would say the same thing off of songs like Low Life and Sonderland from All Disruptions Are Intentional. And, you know, I understand that Low Life might not be a song for everybody, but you know what, man? It was a song for me. It was a song that when it dropped back in February in 2020, I absolutely needed to hear Low Life at that time. It might be one of the most important songs I've ever heard in my life, and that could maybe be, you know, transition to a statement for so many other Neck Deep songs. I hear, like I said, Serpents and uh, She's a God. Like, these songs, they exist, like, so deep in my heart, and they are a part of my identity and my character over the last couple years. That is the effect that Neck Deep had. And that also is a reason why this album has fallen flat in so many areas for myself 
because when I hear this album, I don't feel like I'm hearing Neck Deep be Neck Deep. I feel like I'm hearing Neck Deep make an album that another band like State Champs or The Story So Far or even like a low-key pop-punk band like Rematch could have made. And I understand how that might sound disparaging. And I guess in that sense, yeah, I am disparaging Neck Deep, even if that's not what I really wanted to do. I, I will say this, I'll say this much. I think the album starts off on its strongest note on the track, Dumbstruck, Dumbfuck. Uh, that song just has like a lot of energy and angst to it, and even if that song is still rooted in Neck Deep doing basic pop punk, that's about as good of a basic pop punk song as you'll ever get, not just out of Neck Deep, but out of any band for that matter. And then as you start to work your way through the album and songs like Sort Yourself Out and We Need More Bricks, I feel like at that point, I'm still able to digest the material and be more than content with it. But I feel like the album starts to like really become formulaic and stagnant as it progresses. And then the three songs stretch towards the end of Take Me With You, They Don't Mean To, and It Won't Be Like This Forever. That's where I start to like really hear Neck Deep just kind of become a victim of their own creative choices and it's an identity crisis in a way and like I said it's just a little bit too basic of pop punk for me to like really enjoy and you know if this were the debut record by a new pop punk band on the rise I would be okay with this album. I would say that it shows a lot of promise and potential. But for a band like Neck Deep, who by this point is a veteran act and have put out so many releases beforehand that just push the envelope for pop punk, this is just, you know, like I said, a, a little bit too basic, a little bit too safe of a play. It felt like Neck Deep stripped away so much of what made them special. And now we have before us an album that is kind of just okay. But it's a just okay album from a band who, in my mind, has made perfect albums before. And that's really where the disconnect is stemming from between myself and this album. And on some of those songs that I singled out, like It Won't Be Like This Forever, I think another thing that really, you know, moves me away from that track is that I can't hear any like real bite or fight in Ben's voice. He just sounds kind of deflated all the way through. And it's like, brother, I've heard you deliver some of the best vocal performances I've ever heard in the scene, and now you're here delivering something that just kind of feels like a shell of what it is that I'm used to you delivering. And just real quick, something else that I wanted to point out is that I did see some people online have similar criticisms as the ones I'm laying out towards this album, but the way that they like lace and frame their argument was that, oh, it sounds like any other Neck Deep album. I don't agree with that at all. I think every album beforehand by Neck Deep, it had some kind of an identity, something that made it stand out above every other pop-punk release in those times, and again, that's where this one is really losing me, because it feels like it could have been made by any other pop-punk band, and for Neck Deep to have that kind of an album, it's very, very disappointing. So ultimately, do I think this is a bad album? No. But it might be a bad album by Neck Deep standards. And that's really what I'm getting at. If you like this album, all the power to you, all the power to Neck Deep, you know, still support Neck Deep. It's just not what I was looking for out of them. And for as, you know, like, old man yells at clouds as that might sound, I just couldn't really connect with this album the way that I wanted to and the way that I've been able to in the past for other Neck Deep releases. And that's it. That was every album and EP and single from last week for me to review. Um, 
I don't think I promote my socials enough on this podcast, so I'm probably going to start closing out every episode doing so. Uh, if you guys want to follow along with the show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube, it is at Alterior on all platforms. Over there, you can see all of the uh, graphic designs and the visual reviews for everything that I talk about on this show. Uh, if you care enough about my personal life, I guess, uh, you can also follow my personal accounts on Twitter and uh, Instagram. It is at Artisan Carlos on both accounts. Uh, there's two eyes in Artisan because I'm artsy or whatever the fuck. I don't know, man. Uh, so yeah, you can keep up with everything happening there and, you know, help me grow the numbers on social media because, uh, a big part of the growth for Alterior will be done through social media and I can't really grow if the numbers aren't there. So, you know, maybe consider helping your boy out for a second there. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and as always, for the love of the game, let's make a scene. 